a wrinkle in time, just the name of it sounds like any one of us who could be a main character in this movie. Whose life and time out there has not had a wrinkle in it? A wrinkle in it. A wrinkle in it. There's a wrinkle in it. A wrinkle is not something we look forward to getting in life. Yet most of us know that we are bound for to experience them both physically and figuratively. Let me go ahead and raise my hand right now because I know I've had some wrinkles a time or two in life. We may not realize it, but it has been said that age imprints more wrinkles in the mind than it does on the face. Most of us would respond with a hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that one. I know that's right. We might call that one the grace of God showing up in our lives. People don't mind having wrinkles that are not visible to the onlooking world. I know everybody uh, had their opinion about wrinkles, but yeah, they don't want them to show up visible to the onlooking world. But today, we are not focusing on that kind of wrinkle. We, well, well, what were you talking about, Pastors Brown and Brown? Well, let me help you understand the kind of wrinkles we are speaking about this morning. Just when you got all your bills paid, Mm -hmm. some major unexpected bill comes up and takes all of your available money. It's a wrinkle. Mm. You thought your health would hold out, Uh but the doctor has given you a bad report, and now you're wondering whose report to believe. It's a wrinkle. You thought you had it all together, but after your money got funny, you can't even muster up enough courage to do things that you used to do without batting an eye. Oh, it's a wrinkle, y'all. And let me go here for a minute. You thought your relationship with him or her, with your boo or your boo-boo, somebody will get that one later on, was safe and secure. You thought it was safe. You thought it was good. You thought it was secure. You thought it was exclusive and monogamous. Uh But social media has shown you something else. It's a wrinkle. Imagine your life Mm -hmm. as a tapestry. Like a beautiful piece of fabric. Mm -hmm. It's vibrant. Mm. It's colorful. It's active and it's moving and shaking. You got your life going on. Uh It is the fabric of life God has given to us. It's been wonderfully woven and weaved according to his plans. Yes, life is our fabric. But there is 
certainly we are guaranteed to have difficulties and dilemmas that need to be ironed out, if you will. I hope there's at least one, maybe two witnesses out there well, who know about some aggravations it, and some it, dilemmas and some it. difficulties and, and some say irritation. It, yeah, yeah. Folk irritating you, getting on your last night, whatever it is. I hope I have some witnesses because they have seen these things, these wrinkles in life. Because wrinkles are the survival lines of life. If you haven't had any wrinkles, let me talk to y'all out there, especially anybody who's perfect right now. If you haven't had any wrinkles in your life yet, just keep on living. Yeah. They are bound to come. I'm here to tell you, you're going to get them. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. And if you haven't had it, keep on living. Because maybe we remind you that wrinkles can also be the sense that we either commit ourselves or that are committed such that they impact our lives. Yeah. We're talking about those sins of omission and those sins of commission. They are either overt or covert wrinkles. Did you hear me? And the reason that we continue to protest for George Floyd is because the wrinkle of murder occurred. It's a sin that God listed in his Ten Commandments. We have the wrinkles of untruth going on. We have other kinds of wrinkles that uh, don't make any sense in today's society. But, but that's the reason why we are protesting. We, the reason we have taken the Black Lives Matter from a march to a movement is to, because there has been a wrinkle in the fabric of this nation. That has allowed too many of our black and brown brothers and sisters to be killed at the hands of those who were indifferent to the pain that it caused. Then wrinkles are the issues that affect the vicissitudes of life. Y'all know what vicissitudes are, which are challenges in our circumstances, changes and challenges in our circumstances that are typically unwanted and unwelcome or unpleasant. So our attention today is on the church at Ephesus where Paul spent the better part of three years. Although his letter was not written to confront any specific heresy or problem, it was set to strengthen and encourage the church. How many of you know that in this day of coronavirus, pandemic, elevated unemployment, protests, and uprising across our nation, that the church could use encouragement and it stands in a position to offer encouragement as well. And so our topic today is there is a wrinkle in it. Well, bless the Lord, my brothers and my sisters. This morning, we, as the body of Christ, we have a message. We all got to know this. We have a message that must be shared and it must be spread to the very ends of the earth. If there ever was a time for the church to shine, the time is today. 
You see, because I am convinced, Pastor Vicki, that the enemy of our souls desire that we continue to live beneath our spiritual inheritance that we have in Christ. I, I want to say that again. The enemy is bound and determined that we, as God's people, are going to live below our spiritual inheritance. That means living below what God intended for us to have for those of us who are living in Christ Jesus. And as a result, if we are not careful, we will fall for his tricks and we will fall for his traps, believing that every wrinkle, that is, every time something comes against us, something comes to distract us, something comes to aggravate and trouble our spirits, we will have to protect for propensity to believe that it has the power to block our blessing. Oh, I'm talking yeah, to somebody yeah. this morning who has fallen for those tricks and fallen into those traps that the enemy has set, that he has set for us. But our aim this morning is to make the clarion call and examine what Paul has to say that we should do as a unified body of believers. Oh yes, he said just because there is a wrinkle in life doesn't mean that we cannot be rehabilitated. How many of you all know and have experienced some type of emotional or physical rehabilitation where we set off set ourselves in a place where we can be changed and we can be better than we were before. Oh, I know, I know, I know from our text today, if I would just take a look at our first point, we will come to understand that we may be wrinkled, but not ruined. Yes. Oh God, I'm glad about that this morning because we are living by the Spirit's power, we have the ability to rise up out of the wrinkles in our lives yes. that attempt, attempt to hold us down and keep us bound. You see, one of the big issues that we have today that has come out of the George Floyd situation is that the man had his knee on his neck. Well, that is how sometimes we will allow a wrinkle to hold us down. Hallelujah. We will allow sometimes those wrinkles to try to choke the very life right out of us. But verse 615 in our text reminds us that we need to be careful of how we live. Oh God, when your wrinkles, that's a plural wrinkles, and times come, our word tells us that not to live like a fool. But but rather, my brothers and sisters, we have to learn to be wise. We define a fool as someone who lacks judgment or sense. Somebody who's weak-minded or an idiotic person. But the outcome of the action of a fool, Pastor Keith, is that often a fool will lay in ruin. A fool won't move frozen in place. Every time you see them, they're in the same place, yeah. talking about the same thing and doing nothing. Yeah. But we can't allow that to happen to us. I said, I'm talking to the unified body of Jesus.
will of God. But if I take myself and I pick up Proverbs 1 and 7, I find some foundational knowledge to being a person of Christ because the word teaches me that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Oh, we don't have to lay down and we don't have to give up life because it's not always smooth and it's not always straight. Rather, God intends for us to rise up, depend on him for everything because he is our strength, he is our hope, and he is our help. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Tell somebody, I might be wrinkled. But I'm not ruined. Oh, oh God, I hope that encourages yes, somebody's yes, heart. Yes. This morning, this morning, this yes. morning. Well, I'm going to tell you something else. Hallelujah to Jesus. We might be wrinkled. Hallelujah. But we can be reinvigorated. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. You see, all too often, church, we allow a wrinkle in life to zap us of our energy and rob us of our vitality. How many times have you all been in a place where something came your way that was unexpected, unforeseen, and it just about knocked the wind out of your sails? Oh, I raised my hands this morning because I know I've been in that very space where where something came at me that I didn't see coming. But because, hallelujah, we live by the Spirit, it should not, it, it should not take us out of the game. What am I saying? I'm saying that the minor setbacks should knock us out of God's race. Oh, Paul tells the church, he tells the church at Ephesus, he says, I want you to make every opportunity in verse 16 in these evil days. Oh, don't, don't, don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do in verse 17. What is is Paul talking about? As the church of the living God, we can't afford to sit back and let time go by. We must be thoughtful in our actions. Why, church? Because time is of the essence. Oh, we have a message that must be told. You see, Ephesians, Ephesians is one we call one of the prison officials, epistles. You, you, now you know, you know a brother has got to be serious about Jesus because Paul has a wrinkle. Oh yes, he does. But he doesn't waste time having a pity party. He don't waste time feeling sorry for himself. Paul knows what time it is and he knows what he's been called to do. Yeah. Is anybody out there know what time it is? Yes, do you know that the hour is getting late? Yeah. You see the word of God tells us yes. that we got to work while yes. this day. Yes. Don't let a wrinkle keep you from getting some from taking the opportunity to help somebody, yes. to serve somebody, to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody. Can I tell you there's nothing that compares to share 
going to take the excuses out out of the way this morning. Verse number 18 shouts a message that highlights that needs for us to become reinvigorated, not by drinking wine. Oh God, oh Lord, not by getting a buzz for just a few minutes. Oh, do they still use that word? Oh glory. Well, 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 can I tell you a little quick, uh, uh, just a short little story. Just the other day, we were we were out at uh, Royal Farms down 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 the way a little bit, uh, and, and there was uh, one of the uh, 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 employees who was working behind the desk, and she was having a conversation having a conversation with one of the customers that came up now. Maybe it was a friend of hers, maybe it was a neighbor. I don't know the connection or the relationship, but, but I heard the woman say to her, she said, I'm planning to get drunk tomorrow night and Sunday. She said, and then, and then on Monday I'm, I'm off, and so I'll get myself squared away, and then I'll be ready to come back to work on Tuesday. I said, Mom, what a thing to share with the customer that you put your plans are to get drunk. Well, I just wanted to tell somebody who might have that same conversation with somebody else that, 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 that we need to not fill ourselves with that kind of wine and drink, but we got to fill ourselves with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because guess what? When we fill ourselves with the power of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, we know that he will be our wrinkle guard. Does anybody here like to have a wrinkle guard? Something that's going to help you get the wrinkle back, not add more stuff to you. Oh, glory to God. You see, we who love God and are trying to take every opportunity he he presents to live right, to act right, and to be filled right with the spirit of the Lord. Do I have any lovers of the Lord in the house? I believe that there's somebody listening, there's somebody watching today that has the love of Jesus, and you do want to get it right. Oh God, even if, even if there's a wrinkle in it. We still can be renewed. Oh, we still can be restored. And I'm glad about it this morning that we can be reclaimed by our God. Oh, how do you know, Pastor? How do you know that? Because God still has a master plan to reclaim us for himself. And I know it because, oh, I read it in the Word. I saw it for myself. See, that brings me to my third point. You see, my third point said I might have a wrinkle, but I can be reborn. Oh, Lord. You see, when I pick up the word and I turn to Ephesians 2 and 8, I see the words that God has saved me by his grace. When you, when you believed, you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast. For we are God's masterpiece. He was creating us anew for Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he planned for 
justice. And two, eight and ten. When we are all wrinkled up. When we were all wrinkled up. And on our way to eternal separation. Jesus came down. Forty and two generations. And saved us by what? His amazing grace. And not one of us can take credit. Oh, I've seen people take credit for stuff that they had no part in. Things that they couldn't do, but they took credit anyhow. But I tell you this morning that we can't take credit for anything that Jesus has done because the credit belongs to Him alone. We can't brag about it, we can't boast about it because it all belongs to God. But I'm glad I said I'm glad about it this morning that Jesus has accepted me and Jesus has accepted you wrinkles and all blemishes and all have you ever have you ever have you ever pressed the key have you ever watched somebody work on something that seemingly was worthless it just looked like nothing it just had no worth it had no value nobody would buy it looked like a piece of junk looked like something that needed to go in the trash but when they finished working on it oh god when they finished working on it Hallelujah. That thing had value that was beyond compare. You know, when I was a little girl growing up, my granddaddy had an auto body shop right on his yard, right behind the house. And they would bring some what we used to call a hunk of junk into the garage. And they put that thing in the garage. And it would be towed up. I mean, bind up, beat up, look so crazy, look like it just wouldn't run, wouldn't do a thing. But by the time they finished working on that shop and buying out the dents and getting it all straightened out, all smoothed out, oh yeah, I seen them do it. And when they finished with that car, oh my man, it was ready to get back on the road again. It was ready to ride on a little bit further. And even more than that, the car that had no value like it was, all of a sudden became a valuable commodity to its owner. Oh, come on, y'all, wait with me for a minute. You see, when you have an artist who can take a plain piece of canvas and begin to work it out, oh, 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 one brush truck at a time. Yes, when he's finished, we call it a what? We say, look at that masterpiece. Oh, can I tell somebody this morning that that's just what Jesus did for us. He took his body and put it on a cross. And with every strike, with every stroke, with every 
We got a wrinkle in it. But just because we got a wrinkle does not mean that our Jesus who loves us still can work in and through us for the goodness that he has placed in us. I pray. I pray that somebody sees your wrinkle not as an obstacle, not as an excuse, not as, as, an, as an impediment, but something that God can still use as we work for his honor, for his glory, yes. and for his blessed name. May the people of God say amen and amen.